Welcome to the Your Next Best Step podcast, where it's all about real experiences, real lessons, real hurdles, and everything in between. I'm Teresa Cantley, and I'm bringing you over 20 years experience in business, leadership, and marketing to help you shift out of your corporate thinking and into being an entrepreneur so you can maximize your results, build and empower your team, and make a bigger impact. It's time to turn your ideas into innovation, and that's only the beginning. So let's get started. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Your Next Best Step podcast. I am your host, as always, Teresa Cantley, and I am super, super, super excited that you're here. Today's episode is going to be a little different. Um, I kind of mix it up between more the mindset side of business, which, you know, if you've ever heard me say it, especially if you work with me one-on-one, business is 90% mindset, 10% tactic and strategy. (laughs) People think a lot of times that they need a new strategy, they need a new, you know, they need to do the latest and greatest, you know, social media tactic that's out there, and they don't. And what it ends up coming back to is, they need to either uplevel their own mindset in their business. They need to change some things around, you know, operationally, um, or they just need to be brave, as we talked about in episode number thirty-five, and just really put themselves out there and do things differently, which takes a lot of courage and just being brave. But today's episode is a little different, and it's I pulled together. I've been wanting to talk about this topic for a while. And I've seen some things out there um, that people have written about over the years and that people, um, I've also looked at like the questions that I get asked a lot um, from friends or, um, you know, fellow entrepreneurs, people that I know in different groups that I'm in. And it all centers around what I like to say, do you have a hobby, a really expensive hobby, or do you have a full-blown business that's based on something that you are super passionate about or, you know, your knowledge and your super skills that you want to like really put out into the world and make a huge difference? Um, so I, uh, I get asked this question a lot and I've seen it a lot. Um, when we had our brick and mortar business and comments that, Uh, the person that was doing our financials would say to us, you know, a lot of people that I come across, they think they have a full-blown business and what they actually have is a very, very expensive hobby. (laughs) And I've narrowed it down to five things that maybe you can ask yourself, you know, if, if you have a local business Maybe you can ask yourself, do I have these things set up and am I working on these things? And if the answer is no to probably 50% of them, you might want to take a look at what you're doing and how you're doing it and how you have things set up and maybe make some adjustments. Because I've come across this a lot and I've seen it a lot where people open up a business and they just open up a business and they start selling things and they can't figure out why they're not growing. And when I come in and I sit down and I work with them, I used to get a lot of, well, I'm just, you know, I was in corporate and I'm just so, I just want to have fun with what I'm doing. I just want to have fun. I don't want to set goals. I don't want to have structure. I don't want to have systems. 
I just want to have fun. And hey, I get it. I was in corporate America and when I first, when my business partner and I started our first business, we just wanted to have fun and we wanted to do something that we were passionate about and we didn't want to have structure and we didn't want to have to plan things because that's what we were used to in our corporate world, which was doing a ton of sales meetings, a ton of operational meetings and budgets and all kinds of stuff. And we didn't want to do that in our business. Well, that was a giant, giant lesson learned. Because our financial person used to always say to us, you don't have a business here, ladies. You have a very expensive hobby. And a very expensive hobby is not going to get you far. And there is truth to be said in that statement. Even though when he used to say it to us, we used to like get really pissed off and like seriously, you know, did not make us very happy nonetheless. Um, but it's it's true. You know, if there aren't certain things in place in your business and you're not willing to do certain things, then really what you're building is just, it's a hobby and it's potentially a very expensive hobby. You know, and like I said, I've seen people open up a business. I've worked with people where it's, I don't want to set goals. I'm just super passionate about this. I don't want to have a content calendar. I don't want to have a marketing plan. Stuff just comes to me in the morning. And when I, when, when the spirit, you know, comes to me in the morning and gives me some inspiration, then that's when I decide what I'm going to do. Okay. You know what? If that works great for you, that's, that's nice, you know, but we have to set up certain things in our business, we have to take certain things into account because that's what ultimately will end up giving us the freedom that we really want and why we started our business in the first place, right? Um, and it's just also, you know, from a purely like government tax perspective, there are certain things that you need to have in place to protect you so that if you do have a very expensive hobby and it's a passion business, it doesn't go away, right? I've seen time and time again where people don't have their business protected, they don't have certain things in place, and then stuff falls apart, they lose the business, they lose information that they've created, and it's just a it's a no-win situation. So what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about five things. And these five things are things that I go over with people when we start working together and we make sure that we have certain things set up. Um, and if not, if they don't have it set up, we got to work on doing it, you know? And again, I mean, I get, I had a client one time who had been a teacher and when I first started meeting with, with her, you know, she said to me when we started getting into putting together a business plan and putting together her vision and goals and she just got so overwhelmed and I said, okay, well, tell me what's overwhelming about it. And she said, well, I'm just so, I just want to, I just want to come here. I don't want any stress. I don't want to, I don't want to do business plans. I don't want to do any kind of plans because that's what I did, you know, when I was working full time and, you know, that stuff just makes me, I get like all nervous about it. And, um, I just, I just don't know what to do. And I just, I don't want to do that because that's, that's too much. And, and I said, well, I said, okay, well, and that's fine. But what you have then is a hobby. And if you're okay with that, that's fine. But I want you to recognize what you're building here. Because there are differences with having a hobby and being an entrepreneur and building a business and something that's going to be sustainable and be around long after you build it, you know, when you start. So we're going to go over these five things. And again, 
this is just, in my opinion, from building several businesses over the years, things that you need to have set up and in place. I'm also going to tell you a couple people that you probably should invest in. Um, this comes, that comes from my corporate background, but it also comes from things that I've learned, mistakes I've made myself. Um, and having invested in these people was super, super, super important. So let's get started. Um, again, this is not going to be a fuzzy, fuzzy um, episode, but that's okay because sometimes we need to, like, we just need to just hear it straight, hear it right, and, you know, fix things and do things that we need to do so that we can move forward. So number one, the biggest, baddest <laughs> thing of all, the biggest thing is if you have a hobby, you don't have it fully set up as a business. But when you do have it fully set up a bit as a business, you got it set up as a business. And what this means is, um, and I've worked with many freelancers who fall into this bucket where they do not have their business set up. Everything goes through their personal bank account and they also just do everything through their social security number. And that's okay, but not great. And there's reasons why. First of all, you want to have your business set up. You can set it up as an LLC. You can set it up as an S corp. You can set. You can incorporate whatever. You know, talking to an accountant, talking to a lawyer, and figuring out what's going to work best for you. The thing that I typically recommend, um, and it all depends on like, you know, how what type of business you're running, and and just different factors that go into that. Most people that I work with are set up as an LLC, which has a lot of benefits to you with your personal taxes um, and you know things that, that you can do um, from a business standpoint. Again, one of the people I'm going to recommend, or two of the people I'm going to recommend that you invest in is getting an accountant. And I'm, we're going to talk about the accountant a lot through this episode, but getting an accountant and also investing in legal advice. Whether you have, you get to the point you have a lawyer and retainer, or there's a bunch of programs out there. Um, people that I've actually worked with um, who are lawyers and they've gone out and they've, you know, they, they either left their law firm practice or they still have their own personal practice, but they've set up programs on the side to help people who can't afford to retain a lawyer on, you know, just to have one on retainer. So they've set up programs to kind of help people get started. And those programs that they've set up, if you do invest in a lawyer, they can help you get set up, you know, with an LLC. They can help you get your business set up as an actual business entity. There are also things like LegalZoom that you can use um, when you go ahead and get your business set up as an LLC. There's contractor agreements on there. If you have a partner, a business partner, there's partnership agreements that LegalZoom also offers on there. But if you have a lawyer and you can afford to retain a lawyer, you can have them set up all of those things in advance for you, which is the direction that I went. Um, my business partner and I, when we set up our brick and mortar store, we went through LegalZoom and she was a paralegal in her previous life. So she just went through LegalZoom and then she could file a lot of this stuff herself. But when you get your business set up as a business entity, they will also assign you an employee identification number. So that's what you use for tax purposes. Um, if you're a contractor, if you work with people one-on-one, -on -one, 
you know, at the end of the year, like you fill out a W-9, like I have contractors that work for me, they fill out a W-9 paper, and then at the end of the year, you 1099 them to show the income, the amount of money that you've paid them and the income that they've earned. It keeps things set up, it protects you, um, it protects you personally, it protects your business. You have things completely set up. If you have a partnership, um, you have the partnership agreement, so everybody's clear on you know what that looks like. The other thing is, like I said, to have a bank account, a separate bank account set up separate from your personal bank account. Again, funds go in, they're attached to the business entity. Um, you have, you can draw, you can just take money. If you're set up as an LLC, you can cut yourself a check. You can put yourself on payroll. That's another thing. Once you're ready to do that, getting yourself set up with a payroll company and actually putting yourself on payroll. So you're paying yourself on a regular basis, which I got stuck in that trap when I first started where I didn't have that set up for myself and then I ended up dedicating all my money to paying other people and paying expenses and ended up not paying myself. So don't make that mistake. <laughs> um, but getting your a separate bank account set up so that you have your business funds separate from your personal money and you can keep track of that bank account on a regular basis. I also said to have, um, it is very, very smart and wise to invest in an accountant. You can start by doing things yourself, but eventually when you can um, to invest in an accountant. And when I say invest in an accountant, not to do it, you know, to just say, okay, that person's going to handle my stuff. You still need to understand what's coming in, what's going out, how things are accounted for, and understand the ins and outs of how your business entity is set up. The accountant just helps to do your books and give you tax advice on a quarterly, monthly, you know, biannual basis um, so that you, you know, have some advice, okay? Like I said, you can start by having things, you know, by doing your taxes yourself, you can, like I said, these programs that are out there, um, and there's there's a couple of them that I really like. There's one from Bobby Klink. Um, I recommend, highly, highly recommend him. His last name is K-L-I-N-C-K, and I will um, put a link in the show notes so that you can go and reference his program. His program was called Online, Gen Online Genius, I believe, um, but I will definitely put that link in the show notes. He has a bunch of templates, um, standard templates that he, and he makes it so easy for people to go through and actually, you know, there's a privacy policy that you absolutely need for your website, um, a GDPR with a GDPR addition, um, addendum added to it. There's terms of service, terms of use, um, just different templates, stock templates that he gives that it just, he makes it, you can just go in, he tells you what to modify if you're this type of business, what you need, and he just makes it so, so, so easy so that, again, if you do, if you can't afford to have a lawyer on retainer that can create these documents for you, contractor agreements, um, privacy policy, terms of use for your website, um, a, uh, a, uh, an agreement that you would have with your clients, um, you know, if you can't afford to have to retain a lawyer to create those special for you, um, 
his program is great because he gives you these standard templates and all you have to do is just go in, modify them and, you know, add them to your programs, add them to your website, you know, do whatever you need to do with them. But setting, the whole point is for number one is making sure that your business is set up as a business and you have, you know, you have it set up as a business entity. You have where you're getting an employee identification number. You have a separate bank account for your business. You have a way to track by using QuickBooks or FreshBooks or HoneyBooks or Xero. There's so many accounting pieces of accounting software where you can track income that's coming in and you can track income that's going out, expenses, okay? So as customers are placing orders or as people are coming into your restaurant, you have a way to take something from your POS system, get those numbers from your POS system, purchase orders that you're cutting, um, people that you're paying, you have a way to take that information and it goes into an accounting system so that you are looking at your numbers and you have a handle on your numbers and you're looking at your metrics, which we've talked in, in previous episodes about. But then also, if you do hire an accountant, he has a way, he or she has a way to go into your accounting system, look at your numbers, do reconcile the bank accounts, reconcile the things that they need to, or do whatever they need to do, whatever you're contracting them to do, um, and you both can see what is going on, okay? Um, I have a client who was working with an accountant one time per year, um, and all they were doing is just preparing their taxes, and they learned over the years they actually needed more tax advice, they needed more information just because of the nuances with the business, and it was time to really bring on a good accountant that they could talk to on a regular basis to give them this information. Um, So people who have a hobby don't really have it fully set up, Um, As a business entity, they don't understand how to track the numbers, um, how to understand income and expenses, what's coming in, what's going out. Um, You want to have that set up. The other thing, and I'm not going to go into full detail about this, but one of the other things that is beneficial to have is to have a company, if you have any intellectual property, recipes, programs that you've created, intellectual knowledge about events or classes or anything that you've created and you use in your business. You wanna make sure that you get that stuff trademarked and protected, and you also wanna make sure that all of that is housed under a separate entity um, for your business that owns all of the licensing for that and trademarks. And there's ways around it that you can, especially, you know, you can find a trademark lawyer. There's a gentleman that, I just met in one of the groups that I'm in. His name is Joey Vitale. Um, again, his I will put a link to his um, to his his program as well. He also does one-on-one work. He is a lawyer and and does have a law firm. But then he also has online programs that teaches people how to go through the trademark process. And he helps. He walks you through it and makes it easy. Makes it easy to understand. Um, so that if you do have, like I have customers that have lots of recipes that they've fine-tuned over the years and they are all being trademarked, okay? So you want to make sure that you have that protected so that your hard work stays as your hard work and doesn't go anywhere, okay? So that's number one. I even, I worked with my um, my 
cousin's daughter who was 17 at the time and we were working on setting up a business for her and we were actually going through and and talking about these things I mean obviously her parents needed to be on it because um of her age, but we were talking through the importance of having this stuff set up. I cannot tell you how many business coaches I've seen out there that are just, they're giving coaching advice on business and they're not even focused on the, oh, my phone's ringing. <laughs> See if we can get that to be quiet. Um, sorry about that. Um, but they're not even focused on the LLC, um, you know, getting the business entity set up and making sure that their clients are protected, which is a big deal. So that's why I started with number one. So number two, not having a business and marketing plan. Again, I've seen time and time again, local businesses, business owners who get the business set up and they just, away they go. And they don't have any kind of a marketing plan. They're just following what everybody else is doing. They set up a Facebook page. Maybe they're doing Twitter and they just follow what everybody else is doing. They print out coupons and they can't figure out why they're not growing. Well, when you set up a business plan there and marketing plan, there are things that you examine. You know, where are you right now? What is your target audience? What goals do you have for your marketing and for your business? What platform do you want? Like, what does your platform look like to get your message out there? What metrics do you need to measure? These are all things. I mean, I've asked people this question when I start working with them and they look at me like a deer in headlights and it's like, okay, well, we need to do this stuff. And they're like, well, I don't understand. Well, guess what? You're going to learn because that's what being a business owner is all about. It doesn't have to be this big, super fancy marketing business plan. It just has to be a plan that's going to be your map to get to where you want to go, to get to that next step, okay? My client that said, I don't want stress, I don't want anxiety, I just wanna come here and have fun and relax. Shortly after she made that statement, she came back to me and said, well, I started putting together a plan. And it was just, it just started out as a content plan for Facebook and a plan to start gathering emails from people who are visiting her store and then you know putting together a plan to start marketing to them to email them on a regular basis to let them know of about events and promotions she had going on that's how it started that was it and then a couple local advertisements that was it but that was enough to get her started just to get her feet wet and just have a plan so that she could stay consistent. And she started doing it and within two months, actually within the first 30 days, she came back to me and said, I can't believe how good I feel. I don't have to worry about things. I have it all planned out. I have things scheduled out. I know when I'm gonna have my events and I can see foot traffic start picking up. Well, that's the whole point, right? So if you haven't done anything to start building a marketing or a business plan, take a look at, again, you know, where are you right now? Where do you want to go? What platform do you want to use? You know, what does your platform look like? Where are your people hanging out that you know you can reach them? What metrics should you, should you be measuring? Even if it's just income and expenses to start with and then engagement on social platforms, that's fine. You can always build on that as you work with people. Again, if you if you invest in one of these online programs to help your business entity get set up, or even if you invest in working with an accountant or working with a business mentor, they are going to help you to put these plans 
together and to understand the metrics. And you absolutely 100% should understand the metrics. Never, ever, 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 ever should you have someone doing things for you, and I've seen this a lot, especially with people who hire Google professionals, quote unquote, um, they don't ever explain the metrics to them. So they're telling them you're getting great results, but they don't know what great results looks like. They also don't know what their results look like. So fully understanding what your metrics are, even if you're working with a professional, that's if you and if you're working with a good business strategist and a good business mentor, it's one of the things that I run through with people is to understand their metrics, understand where their traffic is coming from, but also understand what's working and what's not through those metrics so that you can manage your business better. Do you have a clearly defined vision, mission, and purpose? Do you have a clearly defined and are you taking full ownership of that vision so that you're communicating it out to your team on a regular basis? And when I say your team, I mean everybody on your team. And you're not just communicating it once, you're communicating it over and over and over again so that everybody understands what that vision is. Many, many, many people that I've worked with or that I've talked to and when we talk about the vision, they come back to me and either they don't have one or they'll tell me, well, I sell X or my restaurant does X. And it's like, okay, well, that's your what? Let's talk about your why. (laughs) Let's talk about that. And then let's go back to your what? Maybe we can fine tune it some more. Because businesses, they're, yeah, you sell, you know, clothing or you're a gift store or you're a pizza parlor or you're an, you're a, an Irish pub, but there's more to it than that. And that's how when you work with me in the restaurant um, business growth formula or even the, the business growth formula, we focus a lot on building your signature experience that makes you iconic. And a lot of digging into your vision and your purpose and your mission beyond what you sell or what you offer is super, super, super critical to creating that experience that makes you iconic and makes people want to come back over and over and over again, even in rough, in in difficult times. Because when you create that experience, it engages people and it's, it's having them experience something beyond just buying something. Okay, it makes it more meaningful and purposeful. So understanding and taking full ownership of that vision, mission, and purpose is so super important, super important, because that is the foundation and the GPS for your map. Remember, your map is your plan. So that is your foundation. That is your GPS that tells you where to go, what decisions to make, what route to take. Okay, when we don't have that set up and it's also people will create their vision. They're like, okay, well, here's my vision. And it's only based on where they are right now and what their current circumstance is right now. What we want to do is we want to create that vision so that it's based on the future possibilities. And that is much, much, much stronger than what where they are right now in their business. I mean, could you imagine creating a vision for your business and if your business just got started or your vision your vision is you know your business is potentially 
you know, in a rough spot, a rough patch. Could you imagine creating a vision for based on where you are right now? That doesn't even make sense because that's where you're going to stay, right? And the purpose is to grow your business. So having a clear vision, mission, and purpose based on future possibility and based on what is the purpose in your business beyond what you sell. Super, super, super important. People who have a hobby solely just focus on because they're passionate about what it is that they're doing, what it is that they're making. You know, they don't want the stress. They don't want the anxiety. But they also don't have that big vision. Number four, there are no goals, financial goals set up, impact goals set up, and a plan to execute. Success is not determined by the final goal or the outcome. It's determined by the plan that we set up, the decisions that we make, and the steps that we take along the way to get to the outcome that we're looking for, right? So when we have a business that's a hobby, and this was a big mistake that my business partner and I made, we just set up the business, we knew we wanted to help women, and we were passionate about that, about helping them find their voice or helping artisans find their voice, helping people feel good. But we had no goals. So we were managing our business in a vacuum, basically. (laughs) So we had no budget. And budgets, I mean, budgets are fine, but a lot of people live and die by the budget. And the budget, I mean, in all honesty, they're just made up numbers. We're just picking numbers. I mean, they do help us to kind of fine tune, but it doesn't, if we don't achieve, if we go over the budget or we're under the budget, it doesn't mean anything, right? What means something is the decisions that we make and the plan that we create to get from point A to point B, which point B is achieving our goals or reaching our numbers or whatever, okay? So what's helpful is when we can set specific goals and we also have a dedicated time. When we first had our store, when we first opened up our store, we were working part-time and we were working you know, we still had our full-time jobs. But even after we left our full-time jobs, we were very laissez-faire with our hours. So we had specific hours that we knew we wanted to be open. But when you are building a business, a full-blown business that you're super passionate about, but it is a business, it is not a hobby, you do, there's a period in the beginning where you hustle. And you, you are open and you really get the word out and you know what that higher purpose is in your business. You have that strong why, that really, really strong why that keeps you going and gets you, and gets you up in the morning. And that really makes you, when times get tough, really just it keeps you moving. And times do get tough. I mean, you've heard me say that numerous times. When we are just doing a business as a hobby, we don't necessarily have that that drive, that burn the boats and go all in, like and really like move this puppy forward, like move this business forward. And I I can see it like looking back now, you know, and this was a very long time ago when we started our business, it was kind of like, yeah, we're just going to do this, you know. And The business was not, we made money, but it wasn't profitable. 
And it was, you know, our financial person kept getting on our case and we, we kept doing the same thing. So we kept getting the same results, right? So setting, having clear goals, having specific goals, not just financial. I mean, financial goals are, goals are important, but also having impact goals. What are those impact goals that you have for your business? And really having that dedicated time to work on your business. And when we have that, you know, if you're in your business full time, you know, you're dedicating, you know, time to create content, to build your team or build a team, um, to really fine tune that vision so that you can move forward. And, you know, like I said, when we first started our brick and mortar store, you know, we were there. And when we went into it full time, you know, we were there regularly, but we would just open up the door, turn on the lights, and there we would sit, you know, and maybe I would do some Facebook posts and, you know, put together some emails, but like that was it. We didn't have, we were, we were operating our business in a vacuum. And you don't want to do that because that will continue to give you the same results that you've been getting. And, That's why a lot of businesses end up shutting down. So you want to make sure that you have clear goals, clear and not just financial, but impact. And they make sense. And you also have a plan, even more important, you have a plan of how you're going to achieve those goals and what you're going to focus on. You understand what your most important things are that you need to do in a day instead of just constantly spinning your wheels and just doing things that are like random activities that just keep you busy. So making sure that you have those specific goals, impact goals, financial goals, but also even more important, you have your own process that gets you from point A to point B. Again, hiring, working with a good mentor is going to get you set up so that you can figure out how to take those big, your big vision and and how to figure out what your goals are, your big goals, and how to break them into pieces so that you can achieve them. A good mentor is going to help you to understand and create your own unique process to do that. Just because it works for this person doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for this person. So one of the things that I like to do is I like to help each individual business owner figure out their own process to achieve their goals. It, the framework's similar, but people learn different, people break down things different, people have different times when they're most productive. So I tweak it. We tweak it for each person individually. And that helps them to achieve their own definition of success. Not my definition, not this person's definition, but their own definition of success. The other thing that you also want to think about when you're thinking about goals and even setting your business up and your plans and all this, the things that we've been talking about so far, is also thinking about, and it doesn't matter how old you are, thinking about a retirement plan and getting some some retirement help, retirement planning help sooner rather than later. My husband and I made this mistake. I mean, we both have 401ks, um, but we made the mistake when I started my business of not getting financial help, not getting, you know, talking to a financial planner sooner than we did 
which was a mistake because we just kept putting it off and putting it off and saying, oh, we'll do it when, you know, when the business is making money, we'll do it when the business is, you know, making more money. And then we just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And like I said, he has his 401k, I have my 401k, but we didn't really talk to a financial planner and say, okay, now that we have this business, what can we do with our with our financial planning and really have a plan in place? It doesn't matter if you have $10 or you have $10,000. You can really focus on getting something in place and talk to somebody sooner rather than later so that you don't wait. And you can start building things and building that momentum that you need so that down the road you have you know something really nice built up so that you can think about retiring. Lots of, I talked to lots of entrepreneurs who have not put money away. Even people in, in businesses, business owners who have not had a focus on retirement planning and then that trickles down to the people that work for them. So then I talk to these people and they're like, I'm 45 years old and I don't have anything in retirement. And it's a classic thing that I've seen in the restaurant industry and educating people on the importance of financial planning, even if it's $10 at a time and talking to somebody. And and also, you know, I work a lot with business owners when they're at the point where they can do it to start putting together a a retirement plan for their employees. You know, that makes it a real, that makes it even more of a real deal thing. You know, and also you're investing back in your employees and you're, you're getting them, you're, you're educating them so that they understand, you know, the importance of their hard work and what it can do for them in the future. So the last thing, number five, is investing in you investing in you you can't do the entrepreneurial journey alone you can't like you can't you know try and figure out everything on yourself it takes forever believe me i know for years i try to figure everything out myself but investing in you you're gonna down the road when you build a team you're gonna invest and even if you if you hire an accountant or you hire a lawyer you retain a lawyer you hire a financial planner Um, you know, you hire a business mentor, you want to invest in yourself, you want to invest in refining your own skills as a leader, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a, as a creator, as an innovator. And not enough people want to do that because they think I have to get things running first. I got to figure this stuff out. I don't have the budget to do it. I'll do it later. But I'm here to tell you, Find a good mentor or a mastermind or a group coaching program that you can join, that you can be around like-minded people and you can get the help that you need to take your own skills to the next level. Like I said, this was something that I did not do in the beginning and I wish I would have because it took me a heck of a lot longer to get to the point where I am now. And if I would have gotten that help sooner, and, and not made some of these mistakes that I'm talking about here, I would have gotten to this place a lot faster. So refining your skills and investing in you. You are your biggest investment because when you are feeling good about things and when you are, are achieving your own definition of success, you can help others do the same. So finding a really good mentor or joining a mastermind or a group coaching program, somebody who has achieved the level of success and has done the things, has maybe made the mistakes that you've made and have gotten through it and now they are successful, finding that right person can make a huge, 
huge difference. So let's review really quick. Number one, getting your business fully set up as a business so that you have a full business entity set up, you have a business bank account, you have a way to track all of your financial information and can understand it at the same time. Number two, you have a marketing and business plan that includes understanding your metrics and what you need to measure, your platform, who your target audience is, and the goals that you want to achieve with your marketing. Number three is defining, clearly defining and taking full ownership of your vision, your mission, and your purpose so that you have a GPS in your business and you know what the deeper meaning is of your business beyond what you're selling or what you're serving. Number four is having a clear, having clear financial and impact, income and impact goals, as well as making sure that you are focusing on your business every single day and you're focusing on the right things and you know how to focus on those right things because you have your own process in place to achieve those goals that keeps you focused on important things every day. And number five is investing in you, finding a mentor or a mastermind or a group coaching program so that you can constantly up-level your skills when you're in a group of people who are, you know, achieving the things that you want to achieve. It is, it's just human nature. It is a natural thing that you will then yourself up-level. So finding finding and investing in the right people to help you to grow and achieve the results that you want to achieve. So as we've gone through these five things, ask yourself, do you have a business? Do you have a full-blown business that you're passionate about? Or do you just have a really expensive hobby? And if you have a really expensive hobby and you're okay with it, that's totally fine. But if you really want to grow this and you really want to make a difference in this world and you really want to make a difference in your area and you really want to have this be sustainable and to achieve growth that you want to achieve. Take a look at these things and maybe there's there's stuff that we talked about today that you can fine tune and fix in your business so that you can make it totally legit so that you can achieve the things that you want to achieve moving forward. So I hope this episode helped you. I would love to hear from you. Please leave a comment below or let me know, um, leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you liked about it, what was most impactful to you, what was what was the biggest thing that you learned or an aha moment that you have. I would absolutely love to hear from you. So until next time, take care. Thank you for joining me and I will see you soon. Bye for now.